0: If you're still on the hunt for a sports book to call home, bet the non-stop action of March Madness with MyBookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to $25,000 or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, MyBookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Use promo code MADNESS50. That's MADNESS50 to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today.
1: This is Husker Online, your authority on Nebraska athletics. In this weekly show, the Husker Online team will give you the latest insight on Husker football, basketball, baseball, and, of course, recruiting. Now, here's your host, Husker Online publisher, Sean Callahan.
0: Hello and welcome again to another edition of the Husker online show. We're all together guys, Robin Washet, Nate Klaus. Um, it's been a few months. Um Take that 2020. We're all together here in 2021. Um, but it's, it's good to have everybody here in the studio as, as we got a lot to talk about, Robin and Nate. Yeah,
2: nature is healing. We're all coming back, you know, after uh, things hit the fan. And uh, slowly but surely, we're getting
0: back to normal. One day at a time. Well, guys, let's get right down to what just the last couple of weeks um, have been like. And particularly this week, um, it's almost like a new form of the off season has just launched before our eyes. We knew the transfer portal was going to be a big part of college football. It has been a big part of college football, but there's just something about January of 2021 where it's turned into almost a hot stove season. And I I wrote that in my 3-2-1 that, you know, this hot stove season, and it's particularly longer this year because classes haven't started yet. They're two, three weeks later than normal. So that's just more time. Coaches aren't on the road recruiting like normal. So there's, there's just a lot of meddling back and forth going on, and Nebraska's added two very good players from the portal, Samori Torre and uh, Marquis Stepp. They lost Wondell Robinson, though, to the portal. Um, so it, it, it's pretty nuts just when you look at how these last few weeks have played out, not only at Nebraska, Robin, but around college football.
2: Well, I mean, it's just the the sign of the time, the fact that uh, the transfer portal has been more active than ever, uh, just considering the, the circumstances of – the world right now. And then also the fact of the, the extra year of eligibility where you have seniors and current members of your roster debating whether to return or come back. And so that is a whole new element that we have never experienced before to where we're doing announcements on Diedrich mills, moving, moving on, or, uh, you know, Markel, Dismute coming back. I mean, th- those types of things are, it's a whole new layer that uh, is making this off season as unique as we've ever experienced. And I guess, for the most part, Nebraska's had better luck than bad, but you know certainly they've suffered some blows along the way as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> I think Nebraska's finally been able to take advantage of the transfer portal maybe as, as well as they ever have. But on the other hand, you have lost – you know, arguably, you know, someone who's kind of the you'd made the face of your program, really, uh, certainly the face of the, the offense in Wondell Robinson. So, I mean, that's that's definitely was a tough pill to swallow this week.
0: Yeah. Let, let's get into Wondell Robinson. I mean, that was a deal where, you know, there, there had been some smoke out there. He made a tweet early last week. Sometimes you have to bet on yourself or something like that. And typically that means, all right, if you're trying to read tea leaves, I'm taking a chance on my life. Let's go. And then his dad and trainer uh, both showed up to Nebraska on Friday to meet with Coach Frost and essentially told them the plans of, of what was going on at that point. It went in the transfer portal live on Monday. Uh, but it's a tough blow. You're, you're right. Because I feel like they went out of their way to, to make this guy happy, to do what they can to feature him. But they still didn't like how he was being featured. They thought maybe he was getting the ball too much as a running back. It was hurting his NFL um, potential, things like that. And, you know, I think there's two ways to look at it. You know, yeah, it's a blow. You should have tried to do what you can for this guy. But on the other hand, is one player that important to the point where you're going to like do everything possible for him? Is he that valuable of a player? Is he Amir Abdullah good? I don't think so. Um, Is he Rex Burkhead good? No. I mean, Honestly, Jordan Westercamp guys put up way bigger numbers than him. Brandon Riley had a better season than he did as a receiver. DeMornay Pearsonell had a better year. So, you know, and, and I never heard those guys ever complain about it's hurting my NFL potential that Tommy Armstrong can't throw passes to me.
2: Yeah. And so, uh, you know, I, I think that when you look at the degree that this hurts Nebraska, Wandale's on-field production is not irreplaceable in any sense. I mean, he was a good player who uh, was one of the best playmakers on an offense that didn't have hardly any playmakers. And so uh, as a result, I mean, he he was a key piece to a bad offense. But the bigger issue for me is all the other stuff off the field. The fact that Um, he was essentially anointed by the coaching staff to be the face of the program right along with Adrian Martinez. And, I mean, he was kind of the the guy they were selling to recruits and, um, you know, had a profile as big as any player on this roster. And uh, for him to decide to leave because he didn't think his opportunity to get to where he wanted to go was good enough at Nebraska, uh, I mean, I don't care what his reasonings are. That's that's a bad look on Nebraska, Uh, the fact that he had such um, a prominence – on this roster, and he still was unhappy to the point where he left.
0: What are they supposed to do then? I mean, what are they supposed to do for the guy, I guess? like That that would be my rebuttal to you. How do you fix this?
2: Well, I mean, you could run a passer out further than 10 yards downfield. You could uh, surround him with better players. Uh, you know, run an offense that's more dynamic that he thought he was signing up for when he first got here. True. Uh, win more games. I mean, I, win. I think eventually win, what, it, exactly. what it comes down to is Wandale wants to win and he wants to groom himself to play at the next level. And I don't think he thought he could do either of those at Nebraska.
1: Okay, so here's my deal with, with this whole situation. We, we've we come or we've seen Wandale Robinson come full circle here because I uh, you know, had a chance to get to know him pretty well throughout his, his recruitment. He was a silent commitment to Nebraska the fall of his, his senior year, and he was set to announce on November 1st. Well, um, in the days leading up to that announcement, his, his father and his trainer became more and more involved, and uh, there was a phone call that was made to Scott Frost on Halloween night, the night before he was going to announce at his school, and the trainer demanded certain answers about uh, the offense, right? About the offense, how he was going to be used, and um, you know, and, and so on and so forth. How he was going to be developed, and, and you know, how is going to? How How's Nebraska going to maximize his talents to to get to the NFL? And and uh, you know, and the trainer had never talked with Scott Frost before that, and Scott Frost basically said. Well, who are you? I've ha- we've had these conversations with Wandell and his dad before, but I don't know who you are. And it did not end well. And he subsequently committed to Kentucky the next day. But as we all know, he ended up flipping back to Nebraska because, and he said, he, he said you know, I had to do this. I have to do what I want to do. And, and I want to go to Nebraska. And, um, but, he, you know, I think he goes back home after the season, and all of a sudden, now he's unhappy. You know he's hanging around his trainer again. His trainer and his dad come to Lincoln to talk to Scott Frost again. Well, we know how that we know how that ended up the last time Scott Frost probably Nebraska talked to really couldn't win here. I mean, it's, yeah, um, it was. I think it was a no win situation, and you know. It, if if you had won more football games in the, the two years that he'd been here, you probably it probably doesn't happen. But, yeah, I, I don't know if it's necessarily Wandell that wasn't happy. I think it was the people that Wandell cares about weren't happy. And I'll be curious
0: if you talk to an NFL guy, because I've had two different guys that played in the NFL this week say, you know, he's a good player, Sean, but I don't know if he's like a longtime NFL guy. He might be a guy that gets in somewhere for a while, but – when you talk about him being like a contract NFL player, both these guys said, I don't see that at all with Wanda. He's going to have to do a lot, obviously, wherever he goes to take to that next level, to be like an Amir Abdullah who's still in the NFL, someone of that nature. And I think that's what he wanted. And obviously that wasn't happening at Nebraska.
2: Yeah. And, you know, I mean, guys like that, you know, there, there are some that make it, but uh, with a guy that's small, it's hard to make it. You better be good. And you And you better be extremely dynamic and, You know, they tried all they could to get Wandale the ball in space, and it just never really clicked. And so I guess I don't know, is he going to be a guy that stretches the field on the perimeter in the NFL? No. I mean, he's going to be a slot guy. And if you can't get open, you know, at Nebraska where they're feeding you the ball 20 times a game, you know, how are you going to do in the NFL? So I I guess maybe he thinks that a different offense will showcase his talents better, but uh, I think think I'm with Nate where I think he started getting people in his ear, and uh, before he even made that decision, he already had one foot out the door.
1: Yeah, and you know, I, I never want to make a decision for a kid or, or second guess their decision because you don't know all the factors that are involved. And I know that in that statement, he did mention something about his mother being sick, and I know he's got a he's got a brand new little baby sister and and everything. And and uh, but I mean, I, I think that that was also kind of a strategic. You know, just in case the one-time deal. transfer yeah, rule just doesn't in case get that passed. one-time transfer rule doesn't get passed, you can fall back. You know, COVID is kind of the, a safety net here.
0: Well, I remember when a bunch of guys transferred to Kentucky years ago. Yeah. Um, Greg Hart and Courtney, Courtney. Courtney yeah. Now, Courtney Love never got his waiver, but Vince Barrow, they strategically tried to get waivers for yeah. a lot of those guys too for different family reasons that they had to leave Nebraska for. So. I mean, that's right in the Vince playbook. I mean, he's he's good. Like, I mean, Vince knows what he's doing. Um, we've known Vince a lot. I've known him since he was coaching for the Omaha Nighthawks. So um, he, he's interesting. But, guys, they did pick up two more transfers this week. Um, and I want to come back, and we're going to talk about the addition at wide receiver and at running back. In fact, we'll hear later in the show from both Samori Torrey and Marquis Stepp. You're listening here to the Huskar Line Show. Uh, hmm.